What's up, RSL Nation? It's your classic uh, uh, Tuesday. It's really a Wednesday, even though I told you it was going to be Tuesday. No post-match quickie, RSL Nation Scarf Life podcast with your boys, as usual, Adele and the Baker. <laughs> we are so, the let epitome me, of professionalism. Before we get to it, uh-huh. I want a quick shout-out, in case they're listening. They're, they're def- okay, let's get that out of the way. Cause, so you weren't at the game, the Portland game. Yep. You were you were away. Why you have to why you have to shame me in public? I'm not. I'm just like letting people know that you weren't there and why okay. you know why you weren't there to receive the news yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, several people told me to tell you that uh-huh. they are listening. People are listening. They're listening till the end. They want you to stop saying things like "No one is listening." We're an hour in. Stop the pity party is what you're saying. I, at this point, we can arguably say that there are people who tune in regularly. Okay. Well, good. that's really good to know. And and I'm, hey, I'm just conveying that message. They wanted me to tell you. Bless their souls. And we appreciate every single one of them. We do. Having said that, while I was killing some time on Monday because I had to fly back for personal reasons, mm-hmm. for the first time in a while, I took in the RSL show. It's a good podcast. Their quality is... Amazing. It's ridiculous. So I, think, I, uh, I hadn't listened in quite a while. Yeah. And, I mean, they were... I remember, I think I was telling you not too long ago, like, hey, we're okay. Everyone else does the same kind of level of quality that we do, which uh-huh. is pretty low. Right. But by quality, I mean intros and sound quality transitions background yeah. music professional they censor podcasting they censor profanity their mics usually. are seems like top notch my god hmm? if you have to choose between us and them <laughs> <laughs> just for the quality i understand if you have to go the other way that's all i'm saying yeah. we would still appreciate you here obviously we would most appreciate you on both sides Absolutely, because as great as their quality is, sometimes they say stuff that I just fundamentally disagree with. Oh, that yeah, that that's the you know the actual the soccer yeah. analyses. Um, I'm not even talking about that. I, I, no, 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 yeah. It, I, it, I just remember being blown away by like, whoa. Yeah, I think they went and got themselves like a sound engineer or a dude that like, like a, does it uh, for like as a hobby, but he's really good. I, uh, Andy, I think his name is. Andy, the producer on Twitter. Okay, he's a, he's a, from what I can tell, he's actually a pretty cool dude. Um, but yeah, they're they're you know I tune in regularly. Yeah, um, and it's all right. Well, stop stop selling anyone else. Right, I think we're 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 fine. We're consistently good. And well, we're consistently on the same level. Let's say it that way. We also occupy a different different uh, niche. There's no shame in that. Totally niche. Totally different niche. Uh, There's also like a legit like RSL sponsored podcast, and they have like. Yeah, I never want to listen to those. Um, I don't want to hear what the players have to say. <laughs> this is scarf life. This y- is yeah. This this is the people who live the scarf life, not the people who are paid to pretend the scarf life. Yeah, we we definitely, from what I can tell, appeal to some. Hardcore dudes. There you go. There you Uh, go. The people that tune in regularly to the (laughs) stuff we post will consume all RSL content, and I respect the shit out of that. And I think everyone should listen to all the media they can get themselves, their hands and Mm -hmm. ears on to. 
And especially if it's not affiliated with the club. Or any club, especially, you know, with the league. Yeah, definitely not the league. The league's, the league's hot garbage. We're not going to talk about this much more today because we have occupied many of minutes mm-hmm. over the past many of months, maybe even years, in our disgust at how the media or how the media is controlled, how the MLS media is controlled by the MLS. And it's just a propaganda machine. Right. And we're going to do something about it, but we're not going to talk about it anymore today. In the meantime, RSL Nation, just consume all the independent little media and, and news outlets and podcasts. And just one last time, man, those RSL show dudes, job well done. Yeah. And, and apparently Andy, Andy gets a lot of credit. Uh, again, I didn't even, I can't remember what they talked about. That's not the point. I just remember being blown away by like... Sound quality. This is, this actually sounds professional. Yeah. Like holy is. crap, we gotta step our game up. Well, you hummed a, an intro, and now that we have an intro five minutes in, we might as well talk about. Yeah, let's get footy. into the games. So I was at the stadium. Yep. You watched from telly. I did. Uh, ESPN Plus. I've pitched pinched. <laughs> I I have pushed them onto our selection before. Uh-huh. ESPN Plus is the best $5 you can spend per month in your life. Now let's get paid for saying that. ESPN, I mean, Jesus, $5 a month. Right. And when I'm on the road, which is quite a bit, unfortunately, I'm never worried about taking in the game. Right. Before ESPN Plus, it was, if there's a nationally televised game, which is like twice a year, I might watch. Otherwise, right. Otherwise, I'm I'm risking a virus on my computer because it's some illegal downloadable link I'm consuming from Reddit or something. Mm -hmm. ESPN Plus completely changed the game. Right. And I can literally, if I'm in Salt Lake, we can obviously not watch Salt Lake games, but that's not a problem because they are they're on the TV and the KSL app. But my God, those five dollars a month. I mean, I can we can tune in and watch any MLS game at any point, unless it's nationally televised. In which case, you can watch it. Anyways, continue. Portland. <laughs> yes, that was a bummer. I I I know I shouldn't have been optimistic, but I was cautiously optimistic about uh, facing Portland this time around. So obviously, last year. We kind of remember the Portland home, Portland away, end of the season. We're masters of our own fate as long as we beat Portland. It, it's like this is the first home and home and away series of, of our, you know, our playoff start today was kind of the, the mantra. Yeah, I remember uh, saying that like a month before the end of the season. Right, right. But like, you know, the Portland games because of the, the format, the home yeah. away, like and they were like back to back. I think it was like two and three game, three weeks, I think. Yeah, it? yeah. I think we had a game in between the Portland games and yep. we were there back to back. And obviously we went to Portland for that game, met some cool oh, we you did, know, yeah. I about folks, that. really nice, nice people. Um still got the scarf. Got a few timber scarves floating around. I for a hot second there, I thought, okay, like they're on the road. They've put together a few wins but they're still on the road they're tired they're beaten like like let's just let's just beat them let's get the monkey off our back this is a great opportunity to do it and hindsight being 2020 didn't pan out mm. didn't pan out that way it's a damn shame i thought that was one of the rare occasions this year where we were for large stretches of the game mm-hmm. the better team everywhere other than the final pass in the end right 
Yes, I, I thought we were putting them together well beforehand. I thought we looked collected. I, I, I thought we looked like we knew what we're doing. I thought we looked confident. Hmm. Everything seemed to look good until it didn't. Right. Which is often the case. So, I mean, it's like, I think, you know, and, and no shame to Portland. They, so, so as far as looking good, just as a real quick, you know, team match statistics type dealio, we had 16 shots to their seven. We had seven shots on target to their three. Yep. We had an 83% pass success rate to their 78%. So we were passing better, which is very rare. Um, they beat us in the air. Uh, dribbles did, one tackles. Didn't we have more possession for the first time like this year? I mean, it was 54% to 46, so not like a crazy, you know, blowout. Right, uh, but I think that was the first time this year we had more possession. Maybe my except for Houston away or something. Mm, but I, it's a rarity these days, sure, let's say yeah, that yeah. way. It, as a possession-based team from the good old days, yes. the hobby years, it's probably yeah. a metric we pay attention too much pay attention to too much but i don't know as, as far as flow of the game goes i i don't th- like so when you say we were the better team i don't think we were i think we were the more in control team and right to me there's a, a pretty big difference there like oh i'd portland, love to hear that take so and, and well let me elaborate portland made peace with the fact that they have to renovate that stadium of theirs this year they have to play like the first three months on the road yep. they're just going to sit tight and that's what they did they, they were compact they were very defensively strong defensively organized they weren't going to give you a lot of chances and they're like you can have all the position you want you know over there over there right um, and, and it was a game plan and then they knew okay well if you know we don't concede we can't obviously they did concede uh you know they had to score some goals and they were totally fine with counters and just just being organized and knowing when that trigger occurred to basically push up the field yeah they they executed on that strategy like to a t um and i think this is where it gets into like coaching and you know the the proverbial chess match and all that you know i feel like we're a team that can execute that strategy as well I even think Mike might have mentioned it after the game. That he wants to sit tight a bit more? We didn't say that, but he said when we do do it, we do it well. And I agree with him because I remember games where we did that. We went into a game, didn't always get a positive result, but say the game at LAFC. Mm -hmm. Sure, we lost it, but it took... I can't remember exactly what it took, but it took a lot out of LAFC, including some luck to win that game against us. We didn't look... As bad as we look on this in the standings compared to where they look in the standings in their house. Right. I think we have in the past executed it well. I think we don't have to execute it if we're just playing well. I think our our style of soccer right. requires a solid defense. Which, which we do not have. Right. So well, I mean we'd sometimes have, it just depends on well, that's the problem. It's not depends, solid. Depends on when. Uh, it's but at home, it it shouldn't come to that. And I know you disagree with like home versus away. It doesn't matter, but it clearly does. It matters all over the league. It matters to teams other than 
RSL. No, I'm not Travel saying... Travel in MLS is brutal. I didn't say it doesn't matter. I, I, I never said it doesn't matter. I said it shouldn't matter. Right. But it obviously but it matters. it does. Yeah. Um, it, it do- and, and you can only say it doesn't matter if you ignore all data ever. Right. And, okay. Well, I, I, you are very... It's very rare that you agree with me so openly, so I have to just be <laughs> sure of that. Um, I've never disagreed. Well, that's, you might as well be agreeing we, with me in this case. We literally recorded it, so I'll, I'll play some recordings. I just gotta go find them. Um, so, like for my seat at home against the like a very road weary opponent, we shouldn't be like the defensive, right, cautious team. Like we should be generating the attack. We should be, you know, lighting up their defenses. Um, and, and dominating the game and dominating possession and dominating chances and all that good stuff. Um, but I think what I saw very much confirmed the thought I've had about Real Salt Lake for a very, very, very long time. And that is that we have a very difficult time breaking down teams that play that style, that yeah. defend, that get compact. Like... I think it's very rare that a team's going to come to Rio Tinto, come to Elevation, and be like, yeah, let's play these guys. You're you right. Know, it, it's, those days are gone. I, I think that's partially what kind of had that, uh, not last year, but the year before, that nice, long kind of success run, if you will. Yep. I think that's what happened. People came here to play soccer, and all of a sudden, we actually had the talent to punish them. Tape exists. There's tape yep. on Petkey's RSL. People know what we look like now. If I'm yeah. facing us at Rio Tinto, I'm I'm going, all right, what did Portland do? Let's go mimic that. Well, and you have to remember that year, a couple of years ago, we were not very good the first part of the year. Right. So pe- people people came to our, the riot to mm-hmm. beat us. Right. Like, we're going to go to Denver next week, try to beat them. Right. right? We're not going to talk about Denver yet, maybe later. But we're going to go to Denver and try to beat them. For sure. But yeah. if we're going to... I mean, we went to Houston, I guess, tried to beat them, but we didn't know Houston was going to be as good as they are now. But we didn't go to LAFC and try to beat them. Right. We went to LAFC to play a counterattacking soccer style. Sure. Portland did it. And, yeah, basically. So, yeah, you're right. We, we cannot... We have to punish teams early. When teams play like that against us, mm-hmm. and this is not some Mourinho-level tactics. Right. When teams play a wall in the back, you gotta know how to break that wall down. You break it down, but you—the right. the key to that is you have to take the lead. Teams who play like that and they come here for a draw—if mm-hmm. they go up, yeah, now they're now they're they're, they're doubling they're, down. They're two goals to the good for sure. So yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Uh, we have still not figured it out. So, you know, you kind of briefly mentioned the. Going up early, and you know, to to kind of recall yeah. the game. I think somewhere in like the twenty third minute or something. Uh, so in the stadium, total confusion. Oh, about the VAR stuff. About the VAR stuff. Yeah. So you're talking about the penalty now. Talking about the penalty. You know, I was gonna. Which, by the way, hold on. Before we get to that, right? I don't often watch home games on the TV. Okay. For obvious reasons, <laughs> I'm usually at the stadium. You paid season tickets, might as yes. well use them. Yeah. The riot did not look good on Saturday. I mean, uh, Utah Standard Time, bro. Not even that. I'm not even talking about... I mean, yeah, it didn't look full, first of all. Right. But it kind of looked sleepy. 
it looked super sleepy. What was what was the what so, was happening? Let me put it like this: I have no idea what came over the field or Sandy, if you will. The energy in on the field, at least for our guys, the energy in the stands, it was it was like it was slow. That's mm-hmm. the that's the phrase that people kept using. Like everything was really slow. It was quiet. Yeah, I mean it's it's really hard a to get excited when you're losing. You're losing, but also just like. You know, Rio Tinto doesn't fill up on kickoff. Rio Tinto fills up 50 minutes after kickoff. That's a damn shame, too. It is. Um, and we'll keep working on it, and we'll do our part. I mean, we've been guilty of it. Life, yeah. Life comes up, um, and sometimes you run a little late. Uh, and I'm yes. hoping with stuff like the carnival or whatever they're calling it or the, the plaza and the playground, and as it becomes more of like the actual coming to the stadium becomes yes. more of an experience, that goes away. Um I think a lot of people mentioned that if if food and drink prices were better, right, then they could eat and drink yeah. at the stadium eat instead it. of doing it before the game. Yeah, they don't have to go to a restaurant somewhere else and then come to the stadium. For sure, for sure. Um, and I think you're kind of alluding to the latest trend in MLS stadiums, and it's like the fan pricing or whatever. Yeah. And to be fair, we've compared a lot of what yeah. season tickets cost for those types of teams and what season tickets yeah. cost for us we're coming out ahead there yes um by by usually by, i mean by sometimes quite a quite a healthy amount i think the average price per ticket for atlanta was something like 80 something bucks right for season tickets no no i don't know if it's season tickets it was oh, for the game just in general yeah and the average price for an rsl ticket was like 30 bucks right so we're almost three times to the good there so sure. I, would, I would rather pay a few extra dollars on a beer then three times more for my ticket. Right. And less, the beer is also half the size. I did a little bit of research into there. It's a five-ounce beer. There it is, Arsenalation. No, no, I'm not. I don't want to discourage the team from trying these things. Right. Ideally, also, I want both. Also, I, I did I did look into this because I remember it wasn't that long ago I was advocating for... By the way, we're going way off script. That's way great. off script. So, uh, a few years ago, I was advocating for like Special prices on on drinks, for example, like beer, mm-hmm. before kickoff, mm-hmm. because that would lure people to come in early, at least the ones that would have a beer. Right. By the way, special thanks to and consideration for the team for for beer only lines. I think we might have mentioned that before. It's getting a little. Is it already? A little dicey. Okay. Uh, people are getting stuff from beer only lines that isn't beer only sometimes. Ooh, then. Uh, ooh. From what I could tell. Well, um, I'm, I'm gonna be that guy in the back of the line, like, hey, it's yeah. beer only. Yeah, Read I was in. Sign. I was in a beer only line just this Portland game, and it was brutal. It was not a fast moving line. So, anyways, that's not the point. I don't want to diverge you too much. Right. You don't want a tangent from the original tangent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was my original tangent? Oh, yeah. Um, but then, uh, so then I was pushing for this idea of we should have special pricing before the game starts. Mm-hmm. Ignoring Utah law, you cannot right. you have, have specials. specials. <laughs> on, on alcohol. So, yeah. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah. We anyways. do have to still obey law. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Go back. Go back. To, you know, right rewind back. to the original right. trans transition. So uh, at the stadium, plenty of play going on. I'll be honest with you. I thought I saw what looked like a Demir handball, like and not like on the in the box, like well outside the box. Uh, definitely Portland's, you know, third. But like they ended up getting their ball and ended up bouncing their guy. He was way wide out. Portland had the ball. Ball was live. You know, Demir kind of handled it, but like 
It was the type of handling it from what I saw that happens a thousand times per game and no right. one says a thing. Like right. it, incidental contact almost. All of a sudden, whistle, VAR, he's got to go check something. And I think this speaks to the nature of RSL fans. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's not going to get the mirror for that, is he? You know, like, <laughs> he didn't, he like, didn't even know what he was looking for. Like us right? against the world, right? And the, the, the small market chip on our shoulder. And I'm just like, there's, you know, like us benefiting from this. Improbable. The farthest thing from my mind. Right. I'm like, how are we getting screwed right now? Right. And so, you know, he goes down to VAR and he's there for a minute or two. And, you know, he starts heading towards their their goal, the Portland goal. Right. He and did walk all the way over there. Like, it was clear what the call was when right. he started. Yeah, yeah. And, and at that point, our solution's like, you know, we've caught up. We're not right. the thickest bunch. Um, you know, people are chanting and cheering. I'm like, I have no idea what sorcery just happened. Right. But I'll take it. All right. Um, did they show the replay? They show the replay on the big old Jumbotron. That's a fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, if the LA Galaxy can have confetti and streamers. Right. Apparently teams are taking, take, taking, taking the, fine. the fines. Yeah. And I, that was one I was fine with because I was genuinely like, I'm like, I, look, I was like, do I have to apologize to the Portland fans? You right. Know, like, like, I don't want to, like, don't get me wrong. I'll take it. Yep. But what happened? And then they, they show it. And obviously. Clear I mean, penalty. Clear penalty. Definitely can't be waving your arms and elbows out. And then the actual penalty kick. I I mean you saw the TV I'm sure they zoomed in on Rushnak's face quite a bit yeah. he looked like he was going to miss it I was like there is no way that guy is making that I I, I just had a feeling mm, um, I did not It. I, he just looked so unsure of it and I think part of it has to do with the fact that no one on RSL was like yeah let's you know like, no one called for the original... Like, I don't think they knew what was going on at right. the time. Um, it just... It didn't... Didn't... Didn't feel right? Didn't feel right as he stepped up. And I think it's from that missed... Uh, uh, what was that? The, the, the Panenka? When yeah, he tried, that was a while ago. Uh, SKC? Yeah. I think I have, like, flashbacks of that. Because that was basically, like, the worst PK I've ever... So, here's, the, here's my thing. Let's hear it. Clearly a penalty. Obviously. Right. And I don't think anyone's arguing that. I, before any one of our guys takes a penalty kick, I feel like they're going to miss it. Mm. I think it's the, I don't know, I've been around the block a couple of times. Nerves. You know, I go back to like, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Rat Tail. Uh, Velasquez. Velasquez penalty kick against SKC in 2013. He makes that. We have a statue. He makes that. He's still on the team. He is Javi Mo. Like that 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 is the Javi Mo replacement. Right. He was probably he was probably good enough to be a Javi Mo replacement no. at that point. Skill size no. skill set wise. Imagine the imagine the boost of confidence to him if he makes that. If he wins MLS Cup for us? Yes. I mean Robbie Russell hasn't done a damn thing, but he's a legend. Because, you know, he's in every RSL highlight ever. See, right. Something about right place, right time. Yeah, again, right back, we're we're going down off the deep end here. Mm-hmm. So Ever since that, I've had that issue, and I just always think our guys are going to miss it. So I had that feeling, yes, but it's not a unique feeling. It wasn't the look on his face. It wasn't anything like that. And he is a, usually a cool, calm, and collect, collected customer, mm-hmm. 
And I thought he took the damn penalty pretty well. I no, I, I disagree. You cannot it take weak. it. Okay, it wasn't full strength. I agree. Right. But usually you put it there. At less than full strength, at that strength, that's nine out of ten times a goal, at least. Well, I mean, it's a PK. I think usually it's like it's nine not out nine of, out of ten. I, 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 uh, we it's a look at big these freaking goal. It is a big. It, it's it's a it's a large number, but I would say. I would say a goalie knowing you're going there 9 out of 10 times. I mean, look, that was just a hell of a save. That's what that was. Lower mm-hmm. corner. Right. Maybe he maybe he advertised it. Oh, oh, dude, he telegraphed the crap out of it. So that that's the problem. But I don't know. I, I didn't feel anything special before the penalty kick. I felt the usual, you know, self-defeating, expecting the worst self. I, I but fully expecting it actually is gonna go in. It's like the secret. It's it's a weird mind fuck that happens in my head, right? Like I I, I totally think we're gonna miss it, but mm-hmm. deep downside, I know we're gonna make it. And I'm thinking in that game at that point. So let's get beyond that shot just now. Right. That game, mm-hmm. the way it was going. Right. That goal. Now Portland has to change the game oh, plan. Changes the game completely. Totally. And now we can actually play our game. Right. And continuing to dominate the way we did mm-hmm. at that point, that's a blow. That that's that become that can that has the potential of a blowout if that penalty goes in. Yeah, yeah. By I blowout, mean, I mean like three zero. Right, a, a proper win. Yeah, it, it definitely there was like momentum all of a sudden. Um, but I mean, like, so so I think something like three. Uh, like ever, uh, Portland has saved like three PKs or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's his name? Clark. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, two of them on the bounce back got put away. Okay. So literally, the only stop off of PK that the dude has is on us. Portland or Clark? Clark. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. It was, I, I I'm One gonna look other. it up. It, it's definitely. It's a long history for either of those. Right. So, yeah. so like. And I think that's where I was I was kind of frustrated with the lack of power. Because, like, cool, he saves it. One of our guys is getting to it. Yeah. You, you know, whereas you kind of give it that gentle, caressing touch. And here's the thing. I'm, if you want to go, f- like, precise location over power, which that's a hell of a tactic that a lot of dudes employ very successfully. Right. Pick a more exotic location than the bottom left corner. No. As a right-footed player, g- go high with that. I think it's easier to save it high than low. No, man. I and, and it's lower risk. Look, I have I no. I agree, it's lower risk. I have. I think that that was such a low risk attempt that it ended up being hyper risky. It, like you know. Ah. Uh, if if it's. I I understand what you're saying. I just disagree with it. Right. I, I think it was a well taken penalty. Mm. Obviously not well enough. Right. I also am saying this. I'm advertising this right now. On the air, if I ever get a chance to take an MLS PK, mm-hmm. I'm going hard, low, down the middle, which means it's probably going to end up like high left. <laughs> but if I go high, low, down the middle in my head, <laughs> right? It'll... That that's you know, if I don't know where I'm going, how the hell is he going to know where right. I'm going? I say just close your eyes. <laughs> Might as just, well at that just case. Let, let go and let God. Uh, anyways, I obvious I. I think that pk lost us the game so i don't know if the pk on its own but the pk to me it was like was like the first step 
in a series of steps that resulted in one of the worst games I've seen Real Salt Lake play. Oh, like, I disagree like with that. Energy-wise. No, not maybe, talent maybe energy like, wise, energy, yeah. like, like wanting to... Like, I honestly... And we'll get into the Sam Johnson stuff. Yeah. A little later Actually, we should. We're half an hour in. Right. Well, we like to talk. We like yeah. to wax poetic. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you. I miss you. Um, it just... It, the, like, the fight wasn't there. The, you yeah. know what it was? Yeah, I can think of a lack guy missing. Lack of Beckerman. Oh, thank you. It was a lack of Beckerman. No, tell me one thing. Weren't we just bitching about how... Complaining, we were complaining. Okay, complaining. We were complaining about how maybe Kyle is not a must starter. Not that long ago. I want to say last week. I mean, yeah, there were. There were. Kyle Beckerman. Remember the Javi days? Mm -hmm. Just when people started complaining about Javi this, Javi that, uh, Javi no good. Maybe Javi should be sitting. Right. And Javi has to miss a game. And all of a sudden it's like, we need, we have zero. And then then you're like, oh yeah. Right. That's why we're missing Javi. I. It's the same thing with Kyle, except with Javi was a skill set mm-hmm. and leadership. Right. Yeah. And with, with Kyle, because I think Javi was one of those guys where if you're playing on the field with him, you can always look over like, oh, yeah, we got that guy. We'll be all right. Right. It's the same thing LA Galaxy has. I think that's why LA Galaxy is playing to a level that's above their level, even though it didn't work out so well for them in this midweek game. They got a difference maker. But they got that guy where all the other guys can look at and say, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got that guy. Right. And I've been in those games. And there was always we always had a guy. Like, oh, yeah, worst case scenario, give it to that guy. He'll do something with it. Sure. Right? And it's the same. But with Kyle, it's different. I think with Kyle, it's, it's like, well, he's still with us. We'll mm-hmm. be all right. Not because he's so freaking good. It's the fight. It's the fight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you have to. Because if Kyle was in that game mm-hmm. and everyone else played to the exact same level of excitement or energy that they did yep and kyle was there and just did his he would just look like the head and shoulders above everyone else best player on the field right so but others cannot let that happen so they have to step up their game and, and bring the intensity increase sure. intensity to match his n- n- nothing against beesler or demir but definitely not and, and demir brings all kinds of unique talent and leadership and perspective but but with kyle it's that the metronome effect like the heartbeat, the yes. back and forth, like where he is, and like an ability to just like get dudes fired up and muster up some dudes, and honestly, just just you know, kind of be that the spirit, if you will. Well, yeah, beyond the spirit, because here's the other thing: <laughs> everyone knows he actually is crazy. Right, he'll mess you up. He will mess you up. It's like you know, if you're out and about and you get in a fight, <laughs> and you got a friend mm-hmm. you know can fight. Right, you know, like, I, this guy's been around. He knows his shit. It's the same thing here. It's like Kyle's gonna mess you up. Right. Anyways, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Kyle is still. I think he can go another year. I think at this point we have to have him go another yeah. year. Um, and I don't know. He, he's just he's. You, you're right. That part was missing. I thought we were still the better team. Right. Obviously, maybe in part because Portland let us have the damn ball. Yeah, yeah, they. I, I think Portland. It was like the definition of possession without purpose. Yeah, like go ahead. All right, Kyle missing. Kyle, huge difference maker. Albert converting that. I think completely changes that game. We don't know what happens if he if he if right. he does, and you know it's all speculation. But I think the game changes for sure. We take the lead. They open up. Now we can actually play. Uh, 
what actually happens, it goes completely in reverse. But I think, uh, what's our next talking point? Let's stick to the script. Defense? I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're talking about the midfield. Might as well talk oh, about yeah, the actual stick, defensive stick. midfield that we have. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because of the Everton injury, because of, I mean, so Kyle not playing is, right. you know, that's that's kind of news right there that we we skipped. And I think, uh, how did... How did I think Petke put it something along the lines of, oh, Kyle has taken like a pro day, like a like a professional day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think indicative of maybe a little bump or something. Um, I haven't really, now that I think about it, I haven't seen too many like official reports or anything, nor do I see images of him practicing with the team. Um, I'm hoping it's nothing too permanent. But... No Everton, no Kyle left us with Nick Beasler and Demir Krylock. Both good players. Who the, not good together. Well, yeah. A lot of those four, a lot of combinations of those four are not good combinations. Right. It, it is It is one of the craziest effects of soccer. And I would say, without a question, Beasler is number four in that stacking order. Yeah, nothing against Beasler. Good kid. Needs to work on his finishing with whatever foot the ball happens to be at at the moment. We won't even address that. Depending on what state he's in. <laughs> um, or whether or not his brother's on the other team. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, I mean... the the I, I, I don't have the words to use to express what was lacking. But, like, watching it, it was very clear that had, if we had Everton... And Kyle messing dudes up, it would be okay. And when I say messing dudes up, I mean you know like be physical with them. Yeah, like only legally. that space, making it making it very clear that you're not just gonna come through us and score all the goals you want down the center, and that people are gonna fall asleep on defense. And they yell at their own guys as much as the other guys. No. For sure. Yeah. No, that, that's all it is. That you can. That, that, that's that. That's why Kyle Beckerman. Kyle Beckerman has never been the most skilled player. We all know that. Right. We haven't seen a Becker bomb in half a decade it's been a few years now there's a reason he's always the starter mm-hmm. there's also a reason he has the most ever yellow cards the most ever fouls in the history of the league there, there's a reason he plays a certain way let's face it he gets away with more than he should on yeah, top of all of for that for sure so yeah that's obviously missing someone like Everton this team is good right this team is not good enough to play without Everton and Kyle Beckerman. We're, I agree. We're not that deep. I agree. Right? Preseason, we were talking about how deep we are all over the place. And you know what? I think we are this year deeper than we have been over the past couple of years at least. But the level, the drop down in level between option one has never been higher. and option two has never been higher either. I, I would agree. And I think it's not only because option two is so bad. Mm-hmm. But option one is just drastically better. We have, we know who our by far best left defender is. Toya. Yes. Second option left defender? I mean, assuming he's not playing it right would be Herrera. Right, but that's a drastic drop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In that specific position. On the right side, Herrera. By the way, I thought the outside backs did a good job. Did a decent yes, job. Yeah. 
once again, you and I not not walking I, the same I, I think that, I, especially Herrera, I thought. He, uh, Toya had a couple of silly mistakes. I think Herrera had a better game than Toya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, on the right side, we haven't seen Tony play in a while, obviously. I think, so let's not count Tony because we don't know. We right. have no idea what that looks sure, like right now, sure. right? We don't even know the headspace. But I would say Herrera on the right defensive side is significantly better than Lennon on the right defensive side, which on the depth chart would put him at number two right now. Yeah, right. Having said that, I thought Lennon did pretty okay once he came on, but on the offensive side, until he totally went blank. So, back to my point. Central defense. I think you have Silva mm-hmm. and, and Neto. Right. Third option is Justin. Mm-hmm. Significant drop-down from those two. But but and and I think this is where I get frustrated. And th- this is like this isn't a coaching thing. This isn't a player thing. This isn't like the, the example I'm going to use is up up in the attack because it's the most obvious example and the most egregious one. Jao Plata is yeah. a DP level striker. Yeah. That's a fact. When Jao Plata is on, he's a DP level striker. Corey Baird, winger, striker. Forward attacking player yep. is a very good option at, at forward attacking. The powers that decide our starting eleven that do this for a full time living, who see these guys practice and 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 you know literally get paid to think about this all day, have told me, and I have no reason to disbelieve them, that Corey Baird is a better option to start the game. I'm cool with that. I've got no problem with that. Yeah. In my mind, I'm going, I have a DP-level dude on the bench who is arguably one of the quickest dudes in the game when, when he wants to be. Was, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like Plata had a ton to work with or all that much time, but what we have seen of Plata off the bench has been not great. And I'm not trying to throw Plata under the bus or, like, rag on him or right. make it harder than it needs to be. I'm trying to just indicate an easy target right that... Now. that it's the most obvious example because Glad at one point was a starting, you know, this guy's like, remember when we were like talking about him going to Europe? Like, it's going to happen any day. Like, Glad's going to Europe. We'll be lucky to have him for another few months, is, is how most of our Cell Nation thought about it at the time. Um, at least you and I. I mean, it wasn't just you and I. It was right. quite a few people were like, Glad, you know, the, the big drawback was. Skinny kid, he's got to put on some muscle to, you know, guard the yeah. oddies of the world. Yep, yep. Um, so in my mind, I'm, and, and I think Glad had an okay game and nothing special, but also kind of fell asleep on that one goal. Um, Glad as a third option, or M. Silva as a third option, depending on your personal preference, should be... I feel like dudes getting on the bench start taking it personally or something. I don't know yeah. what, or if it's like a mental thing. But like the quality isn't actual quality because I know for a fact the guys at that third and fourth spot are really good players. They just aren't playing up to their full potential, and I have no idea why that is. Ego. You think? Absolutely. I don't think it's that. I th- absolutely think it's ego. You Look, think the Justin Glad? No, no, no. no. Justin Glad. I'm not saying Justin Glad. Justin Glad. I think we saw Justin Glad turn for the worse. What about a year and a half ago, right? Well, it was just at the end of at the end of last year, actually. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. wasn't that long ago. It seems right. like a year and a half. Ago. Yeah, he's kind of come out of it. I think he's. I think he's playing okay soccer. And then he went to uh, the the national team camp mm-hmm. and got cut. Right. The first round of. And then he came back and didn't start here. 
And I think you and I had pl plenty of those discussions afterwards, mm -hmm. saying there are two different ways you can react to that, right? One is you can say you can put your head down, right, and just say this is never going to happen. The world's against me, yada yada yada, right? Right. Or you can say I have this incredible opportunity. I'm still super young, right? I'm getting to play with. Two very experienced center backs who are professional center backs who are much older than I am, who have played in some of the biggest leagues in the world mm -hmm. and had held, and in some cases, played in some of the best teams in the world. Sure. And held captain positions in, in high teams on, in very difficult leagues. Right. And they're just pictures of professionalism. Right? These guys have figured out how to be professional athletes mm -hmm. well into an age when athletes are supposed to be beyond their prime. Okay. And I can learn from that. I can sit back and just be a sponge and take everything in. Do everything and do at breakfast. I mean, at practice. Ask them what they have for breakfast. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, do everything they're doing. I remember... What's his name? Johnson. Uh, he was a basketball player. He is a basketball player. He played for the Jazz uh, not, not that long ago, just a couple of years ago. And he was one of those guys that was in his like late 30s, I think. But he was still playing top-level basketball. Right. Right. And he had this whole lifestyle where I think he was like eating vegan or something. He was, take, he was doing like hot yoga okay. in a steam room I mean, and something. You make something. it sound like he's doing like, like... But this dude was... But, but no, for professional athletes to do that on a daily basis... Or I was reading this thing about John Stockton. Like John Stockton on game day had like two massages or something, but like deep tissue massages, right? Uh, and like an adjustment. There it is. Now that, that's to most people that sounds like oh okay that that sounds like fun. Right. But imagine doing that every single it becomes a job, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm a point guard playing behind John Stockton, I'm like, who's your masseuse? Right. Right. <laughs> I'm right. I'm doing the exact same thing. Sure. If John Stockton like takes off his left shoe when he sits down to take a dump. I'm going to start taking off my left shoe when I sit down and take it up. Like, that's what Justin Glad should do with these guys. To his credit, uh -huh. I agree with you. The the opportunities he has gotten on the field. Right. He, he's been very good. He has done, he has had plenty of mess ups. We're still talking about Justin Glad. Justin Glad. Okay. He has had, he has messed up plenty, mm -hmm. but it didn't, it seemed like it was just a matter of messing up because of a skill set. It was just a wrong judgment call. Sure. There seems to be no pouting from him. He's out there. He's trying. He's busting his ass. He's hustling. Right. I have no problem with dudes who do not succeed if they're giving it all they have while they're on the field. What I have a problem with, and this is where ego comes in, mm -hmm. is, a, is a Joao Plata. All right. And I've been one of the last guys to defend Jal Plata, saying he just needs a boost. He just needs a chance, an opportunity. Put him out there. Right. You know, let him try. How many games now does he come on and he's basically invisible? I mean, right? so he I've thought about this, and I'm, I hate to interrupt you. I, I do it quite a bit for a guy that hates to do it. But he has had garbage minutes. There were no garbage minutes last game. No, I think he comes on and like, let me get it. Let he had like get it twenty right. minutes no, or something. No, no, yeah, no, no way. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have it because I have it pulled up because that's how I do. Now, while you pull that up, I'll tell you my take. Jao Plata came in on the 86th minute. No, he did not. Yes, he did. Jao oh. Plata, 86th minute for Torre. Who came in before then? No, sir. Yeah. So, uh, 
substitution Maybe it was pattern. the game before then that he came in, like, he, 20 minutes. I, he, I think, like, the longest stretches of time have been, like, 15, 20. Like, max. Right. That's not that much time. I just... He doesn't do anything when he comes on. I agree. And even... As he's running onto the field... Right. He looks like he's pouting. He's got his head down. Maybe it's just my perception. But I've been one of the last guys to defend Plata. You're right. So, I, I used to... I used to be a fanboy. Of Platas? No, just a fanboy, like okay. of general people. And I used to get upset when like my, my guys mm-hmm. didn't play. Okay. You know, I had my favorite national team guys, and, and they played on certain teams all over the world. And I used to like watch the games, and I used to get upset when my guys didn't play. Until one day I realized, well, shit, it's their job. Their job is to get on the field. Right. So the reason Plata is not getting on the field is not his five-minute performance sure it's it's, it's, it's the it's, five days in practice this right. week yeah yeah it, I, and i'm not saying that that's not you know and if you are getting beat out for your position by cory baird mm-hmm. who lets uh, he probably makes a fifth of what plata makes Something on paper like if yeah, not probably. less you if don't deserve to play it, it's a tough league there's gonna be new competition every single year right and even if you even if you make the cut this year doesn't mean you're going to be the premier player next year. How bad does it, would it have sucked to have been the center forward for LA Galaxy last year? Right. You could have had the year of your life well, and you're I on the bench the classic, this year. The classic example is uh, Colorado's goalkeeper. I can't even think of yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, McMath. exactly. Was it McMath? That's McMahon. Yeah, whatever it was. McLovin. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That's, yeah. Dude, but, and he had a, right, that's he had the point. Great, he had a great game. He had like, no, that's a great game. He had a great season. Great he had like, season, he had like sorry, one of the sorry. greatest seasons to that point in, 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 in the league. Right. And. Yeah, no matter what happens, he's losing right. his job. Anyway, we, I, I think the uh, title of this episode should be the tangent episode. Yeah. Because we're just There's going that. down some of that. Channel, channels. But to defense. Well, are we on defense or midfield? We are still? on defense. All right. I, mean, so I, I have nothing done. to add about midfield. Yeah. Yeah. No, midfield. But there, there's a significant drop in, in level and quality between a Kyle Beckerman and Everton mm-hmm. to everyone else in oh, that position. Yeah. Obvi- and, and that's obvious. there's that. The On- fact that we ever even talked about a potential starting eleven that didn't involve Kyle Beckerman at preseason. Right. I apologize for Well to be fair, you were the only one who ever did that. Nah, there was I had a few you know, a few people. Between the two of us, you're the only one who ever did that. That's fair. Okay. I'll t- I'll take that out. Last thing on defense from my perspective. Uh-huh. Both goals, hideous. Absolutely hideous, ridiculous goals to give up for def- for defense. I-, I was half jokingly saying on both goals, the Portland guys could have received the ball, said a prayer, right, make a sandwich, make a sandwich, yeah, yeah, make yeah a nap. you know. Filter some water to stay healthy and hydrated. Light stretching. And then taking the shot. Yeah, it was bad. The, the, so bad. You can forgive just about anything on defense. You cannot forgive a guy hanging out. Ball watching. It was ball watching. It was, yeah. And that that was hideous. That I, was ridiculous. I, I agree. That was, I, I don't even know. You can't, I'm not sure how you mechanically fix that. It, it's it's not it's not a way they were, they were spread. No, I, I mean it's the first literally goal the in a little bit. The, yeah, okay, but the first yeah the, the first call that was, uh, but it, it's literally a matter of like you need those dudes need to know to get to it. And yes, there's sometimes two guys 
mm-hmm. close by, and I don't know which one goes to it. You got to pick the guy with the ball. Go for the ball. Yeah. There's, there's only one of those two guys that is guaranteed to have had the ball at some point. Right. That's the guy that already has the ball. Hideous. Absolutely hideous. I don't think that's some pet key. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's telling him to you know go to the other guy. That would be ridiculous. But I think that's one of those things where Silva and Nedham, mm-hmm. more experience, maybe just instinctively, or by this point, I guess, it's it's, it's like muscle memory, muscle memory or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they go to the right place. It, it's a matter of right place, right time, will and power, and just get there. And it just, it, it they're hideous. Both I, hideous, hideous goals. Probably the worst goals we have conceded this year. I We have I conceded some ugly ones. Yeah, it, it's, I was just watching them as, uh, you know, before we, before we started. And, and Blanco, with that, like, second... It's a second ball is really what it is. Putna makes a great save. Yeah. Um, you know, makes himself big. And then it just lands at, yeah. at, at Blanco's feet. Um, and I want to I be watching it to, like, really get it. it and, like, like, Johnson, like, I, I don't know what he's, uh, no, not Johnson, um, Nedham. Is, is like watching it happen and he like does this like awkward like shuffle to the right to kind of try to get in front of it but I'm like dude you gotta be moving yeah way faster than you know what you're doing here yeah um no it's just I mean look yeah in both cases it, b- the play before I mean the, the guy who touched the ball before the guy who scored the goal mm-hmm. shouldn't have had the kind of time either right yeah yeah for sure so Blanco just so we get this on the first goal takes the first shot yep it gets saved by Patna and 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 by like this is just like uh, I wish he could, co- yeah he you should know, have done over to the side yeah. hold on to it that but that's like but that was that was a rocket right yeah, at that'd, him that'd be above you and just, beyond yeah but just to be clear then Blanco chases his own ball yep so he takes the shot from you know I can't say where exactly about twelve yards or so and then runs in and is still the first guy to the rebound yep. follows the shot and just buries it yep. Some there should have been somebody in Clarendon Cobalt between that first shot. And that Even Putnam should have probably run out there. I mean, just it, seems like a, seems like a play Ramanda would make, but that's unfair. True. And then yeah, I agree. Second goal, more of the same. Um, I mean, the shot is ridiculous. You don't right. save that shot by uh, what's his name, goal. Valeri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you don't let the guy that sets it up have that kind of time. Yeah. Uh, 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 Valerie's yeah. going. Valerie's shot. Uh, Beasler kind of tries to dive, and it honestly looks like it goes between his legs as yeah. he's like ta- like trying to tackle the ball. A little bit bad luck, but also it shouldn't. Have, it should not have. Come it to it that shouldn't situation. come to that. It's just like when you when you get scored on from you know, a header from a flank. You don't you don't prevent header goals. Right, you prevent the ball coming in. Exactly. Right, you you get to it before it becomes a problem. Be- before it becomes a problem. Yes. All things considered, I'm looking at this this defense, and it, I mean, you know, Glad, Nedum, Herrera, Toya has worked wonders in the past. Before something wasn't clicking this game, uh, just a little slow. Maybe it was the the yeah. guys in front of them. But collectively, defense, not good. Fell asleep a lot of the time. I thought Herrera had an okay game. 
Um, I like didn't, a C plus. I, I didn't. I didn't. No, I like a B minus. Hmm. We should probably start ratings. Huh. All right. Um, yeah, defense not good. All right, not good. Let's so, get. Should we get to the other side? There's what really, next? there's really like the one kind of, uh, I would say, glowing example. Not even glowing. Like the the brief moment of hope. Sam Johnson. Yeah, that was a well put away goal. That was a striker's goal. Beauty of a goal. Yeah. Um, I think he has yet to score like a sweet, sweet banger from, you know, thirty yards out. But he, like the guy is putting his chances away. Yeah. Pretty consistently at this point. He's not um, getting a lot of them. Though. When we'll we'll get into that whole thing. Uh, beautiful, beautiful ball from Corey. Yep. Wish more people were doing stuff like that. Corey has been doing a lot of assisting, or at uh, least preparing yeah the assist to the assist yeah. yeah um i think it helps that he you know he's actually being played as a winger but yeah just a beautiful ball splitting the cbs kind of gets on johnson's good foot and Toe I mean, poke. He, he put some power behind it though the yeah. dude can generate a lot of power with very little like muscle movement yep. um beauty of a goal one one you know momentum's on our side what did you think of Sam Johnson's goal? What did you think of Sam Johnson's performance? And then let's get into the Sam Johnson. So I've been a Sam game. Johnson fan since Hawaii. True. He didn't score. True. I don't even know if he had and a chance. And then he didn't play. Right. But what I love, what I saw from him was something we haven't seen in years in RSL jersey. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we could have had a Euro, but difference of opinions, I get it, whatever. Sure. Right. Is is activity up front and genuinely looking dangerous i think you can easily tell you can easily tell when cory baird plays a nine he's not a nine mm-hmm. you can easily tell when Demir kralak plays a nine he's not a nine right right they they naturally are drifting back or out right they want to go play it off of somebody else exactly. that final pass yeah sam johnson is a through and true true and true through and through number nine mm-hmm. he's offside a lot uh, I think something like four in this game. Remember, uh, you don't remember. That was a very famous Italian uh, attacker, uh, Inzaghi. I think he still holds like the all-time record in world football for like offsides because mm-hmm. he was offside like eight times a game. Right. But he also scored like twice a game. There it is. Right, because that's all he needed. Right. I think one of the reasons Sam Johnson is offside so much is because of, and we'll get to that in a second here. He's not gelling with the team or. Maybe the team's not gelling with him, and it seems to be frustrated. But what I like about Sam Johnson since Hawaii is his activity up front. He's dangerous. Mm-hmm. He seems to be getting to the ball, and when he doesn't get to the ball, it looks like it still looks like he made the right play to get to the ball. Sure. Something any no one else on this team would even have the instinct to do because you don't have time to think when right, it's right. It, it, split second decision. It's you you yep. know what to do or you don't. Right now, was it three goals in four games now for him? Right, something like that. Yeah. I think there's no reason he cannot continue that streak. I agree. Three out of four going forward. In this game specifically, I can see why he was frustrated. And he I've been frustrated. I, I couldn't believe he wasn't frustrated before. Apparently he was. Oh, I was screaming in the stands for him. But not even this. Like other games too. Because mm-hmm. it seems like he makes the run. Right. And I think it wasn't this game. It was the game before. We actually talked about this in the last podcast. The, the definition of his frustration is when he makes a run a couple of games ago. Corey Baird has the ball. The guy who actually passes it to him, right? He's got the ball. He's making a beautiful run, mm-hmm. like just for Corey to touch it down the left side. Right. And he's got an open look on goal. Right. Corey never makes the play. He's in an offside position. Mm-hmm. 
Corey then dribbles it into the Corey defenders. then dribbles it in, and he's just standing offside like, right. Screw you. Right. Like, I can't. So same thing seems to have been happening all season. And we just, just, you got to feed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta you got to feed your nines. Latan is nobody if he doesn't get fed. Yeah, you got to, you got to. You you have to do the job of getting the ball to them. Get the ball into in his vicinity, mm-hmm. right? And you drastically and significantly improve your chances of scoring a goal. I think when we actually get the pass to run timing down, because you can't pass it too early. If you sure. pass it too early, the other guy gets to it before him right. easily. It looks stupid, mm-hmm. right? You pass it too late. He's offside. You have to pass it at just the right time. He's got the quickness and speed and finishing ability that I think, and, and apparently the attitude. I love that post-game interview. Right. Loved it. We'll, I know we'll it's, not, it's not good for the morale or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I loved seeing that. I liked his game. I liked his play. I thought that goal was world-class. Some might think it's lucky. It was a toe poke. It's a matter of getting the ball on frame right back with some power. Yeah. That's, that drastically improves your chances <laughs> of scoring a goal. Scoring a goal will improve your chances of scoring a goal. Well, Fact. no, get, get, getting the ball on frame with some power drastically improves your chances of scoring a goal. Simple. There you go. There you go, Arsenal Nation. Uh, the... The keys to goal scoring. I, if someone could send this a copy of this podcast to Mourinho, I know he's not employed right now. May he's gonna get there. But I'm sure he's just picking a job, and if he needs an assistant, you've got it. Someone who's specializing with coaching attackers. Right. Ring me. So man, Sam Johnson runs, timing, assists, rest of the team. So, so, so much to unpack there. All right. So, regarding Sam Johnson, I agree with everything you say, just to be very clear about just him just being so dangerous. I think a big difference for me between this game and the other games was what Sam Johnson did post being off. Okay. And I think this is where the frustration finally... You could you could tell that something was going to be said at some point. The Cincinnati game, the Orlando game, all the other games, Sam Johnson will be offside. He'll see that he's not in the pass. He's kind of, he cuts his run short. He's trying to get back on. Yeah. He's trying to be useful. Respect that. This game, Sam Johnson makes a beauty. I, dude splits defenders for fun. Right. Like he's, I think he's literally splitting CBs just because he can at this point. It's amazing the kind of space he finds. Um, you know, he'd make that run. He'd be off. He'd keep, he'd, he would do, he would do, the rest of the action. Yeah, keep like going. Like, he would go keep doing the run as if he had the ball. Right. And I think it was very much a, hey, look at me. I think it was like, I'm going to make it so obvious that you right. have to notice this. Um, and I think I could tell, like, you know, that was the difference between the other games and this game to me, was that Sam Johnson was very clearly, like, enough. Fed up? Yeah, I'm, I'm, something is going to happen. Um. A quick note to RSL Nation, because we are about to get into some of these comments and what Sam Johnson said in the post game and all that good stuff. If go find it, it's on the page. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. We want we're not going to play it or read it or anything, but we want everyone to know exactly what he said. He did kind of come off a little aggressive towards the rest of his team. There were people on multiple social media posts going, "Well, if he wasn't offside so much, right?" Let's be very clear. 
it takes it takes two people to be off. It takes the striker and the guy who currently holds the ball. It, you know, it, not to keep talking about the timing thing, but you pretty much nailed it. There is a too soon. There is a too late. It has to be just right. And then when that isn't just right, it makes it look like he's you know being lazy and he is off. Right. Game ends. RSL loses. Sam Johnson basically got the one goal and a whole lot of bad service or no service, I should say. And he lets his he lets his feelings be known. Yeah. You know. That blew my mind. I could tell that there was, you know, it was gonna be a thing even then. Um Yeah. You you could It was tell. hard to find the recording. It was. It took some time. It and then all of a sudden it was everywhere. Yeah. Like it was nowhere and then all of a sudden it was everywhere. It just had to be released somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean I'm pretty sure I know what you're gonna say, but like what you know, what do you think of what he said? Agree, disagree. What did he you know was that the right venue to have that conversation? From a professional perspective. Okay, you're about, you're gonna give us the professional perspective. This is gonna be rich. I don't mean professional athlete perspective, just from a professional perspective, right? If I'm at a conference talking mm-hmm. That's my shock. Right, I'm I'm not throwing my co-workers under the bus maybe you should get them get them high feet well things are going well in my company could be going better if you threw some people under the bus but i do i do i'm a big believer in in that shot in the arm thing sometimes you just need a shot in the arm a shot of adrenaline Mm -hmm. i don't think it was the right I would say nine out of ten times that's not the right rem- venue to express those sorts of things. Right, you can't do that again. Oh no, no, no! That, you can that, do that they, once. They, then you become a crybaby. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I think this team is in a place right now, at a point right now, where the missing ingredient to everything is putting them away. Goals change games. You and I have been complaining for years now at least a couple of years, that we need a finisher, someone to put mm-hmm. them away. A number nine, number nine, number nine, need number nine. So we get a number nine. Right. All right. Now you got to feed your number nine. Mm-hmm. You got to utilize your number nine, right? It, it's it's like, you know, you, you get a Mustang convertible, you know, race car, but then put like a three-cylinder motor in it. Okay. Right. It's you're not utilizing what you have properly. Sure, sure. I mean, that's a horrible analogy. Right. I got, metaphor, I got. I got. I got stuck halfway through that sentence. I was right. not. We get what you're. You're not. You. You have a Ferrari. You're driving it like a Ford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you're choosing to drive it like a Ford because you're not stepping on the gas. I. I'm okay with him having said what he said one time. Right. Because it needs to be said. I don't think. I'm assuming he's not best buddies with other guys on the team anyways. By the time you come out to say something like that, I'm assuming yeah. there's something else happening there. For sure. That's fine. I don't even care. Really? I don't care. I don't need my team to be best buddies. I don't need him to be best buddies, but I need him to be able to... like. So do you think that Sam not getting service is inability of guys... 
So, like, do you think? No, it's nothing personal. If that, if that's what you mean, you're saying no. that it's strictly a lack of ability to do. So. No, I don't think it's a lack of ability. I think it's a lack of recognizing the opportunity, which could come down to coaching, which okay. could which could come down to te- uh, uh, attacking mechanics and technique and and strategy. Honestly, right? right. That's what it comes down to. I've heard of people who hated each other but were the best teammates on on the field, right? There's also like when I go play in their soccer once in a blue moon, I play with friends. Mm-hmm. We suck. Right. You know, that doesn't matter. Friends, yeah. Just because we like each other doesn't mean we're going to be good. Sure. I would rather they don't like each other, but do their damn job and, and click on the field. I don't think you need to be passing it to your friend. These are professional athletes. Right. I don't think Sam should say that again. I'm glad he said it. But most importantly, I think the the, only, the biggest positive here, because this could have been handled behind the scenes. Definitely. And uh, according to Mike Petke, it was. Yes. He attempted yes. to handle it behind the scenes as mm-hmm. well. What I think this shows the fans, RSL Nation, at least me, is he's got the bite. He's got that... Dude's not shy. He's got that ego. Yeah. That a number nine needs. The type of ego that usually does not succeed with Mike Petke. Right. But he's doing something right. He's got the ego, but he also hustles. Sure. He runs. He gets back on defense. And guess what? With that kind of statement, he better bring his A game. Right. There's no... He's absolutely going to have to bring his A game. He should be the number one guy on that field at any given point to say, give me the goddamn ball, I'm going to score a goal. Right. But Sam, you're in your own 18. Doesn't matter, give me the ball, I'm going to score a goal. Like that, that, that is the we'll attitude. That is the attitude of a number nine. That's the true attitude of a number nine. Now, I really hope Mike doesn't punish him. Like, I really hope we don't see him on the bench next game. Right. And I don't think Mike will. Here's why. why. There is a there is a benefit to having the fans on your side. And I think Sam Johnson, in a combination of A, his ability to produce goals, B, the fact that what he was saying is very clearly true. It's not like he made up a scenario in his head. Like, dude wasn't getting balls as yep. he was making beautiful runs. Yes. That, that is a fact. There's no arguing that. No one can... He wasn't getting the ball when he should be getting the ball from dudes whose job it is to get him the ball. Yes. Um, and, and I think it's caused this like perfect storm of him, in the, and and then combined with like the the. I don't want to say ferocity of the post game comments, but kind of like that the energy, the vibe, yeah. that, that spirit, if you will, has combined into him in this moment in time being an absolute fan favorite and there I don't think like Petke down the line is going to you know play him because he's a fan favorite or whatever I don't think right. that's I don't know I don't think that's what how it should be dealing with the guy but, who but benched Henri yeah but I think sure and there is some of that but I also think that it I, I don't think Petke is Petke very much clearly isn't afraid of criticism. I think he welcomes it and is just like, hey, say what you got to say. I'm going to do my thing. But I think the image of I am going to bench a guy who is doing crazy output with minimal service for voicing his concerns when I said I like, like, let's be honest, Petke has done similar things. As a man of passion, he needs to recognize another man of passion. And I think if if Sam Johnson, you know, were to do this again and, and it become a regular occurrence, by all means, you know, instill a little humility in the guy. Yep. But I feel like it would look 
not even look, it would just be in such poor taste to bench a guy for doing something you've done on numerous occasions, who also very much clearly is in the right, who I think just needed to get that frustration out and just kind of be in the moment, that it would do more harm to bench him. It would give more life to this thing that already had way too much life put into it, I think, from people like us. And well, even even though, just from a tactical, tactical perspective, how do you bench a guy who scored three and four? Right. With three chances. Right. Let's Ignoring all the other stuff. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, there. I mean, who, who is hotter right now? Yeah. Uh, Albert's got a bunch of goals, but, you know. He also just missed the PK. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, right, real quick tangent back. Albert did a post-game interview as well. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that one. I'm pretty sure it's on like RSL.com. Not pretty sure. It definitely is. And I'll I'll play it for you after this uh, recording. RSL, you should go listen to it. He was very nonchalant about the missed PK. Which I'm... I'm What do you mean nonchalant? Like he was not... Like he's like, yeah, I don't think it changed the game that much. I Mm. I forget the exact language. I'm going to find it and then throw that up as Mm -hmm. well. But like... As as his fan, I get to make that kind of statement. Yeah, I need him to be a little bit more distraught right after the game we just lost by a goal. Yeah. But that's anyway. That's a tangent. Going to throw that out there. That's a tangent, and you're right. I don't think I want him to like you know go and and yeah, knock his head sleep, against. Uh, yeah. Sure, but like a little more remorse. Anyway, about the game, not not the penalty. The penalty. I do think I think you need to when you miss a penalty, you carry on. Fair enough. Like nothing well, happened. We won't we won't talk yeah. about it anymore. Sam Johnson. Let's finish up on Sam Johnson. There is no way he should be benched. No, he's not. I I, I think it'd be silly. It'd be stupid. There's no one to replace him. First right. of all, even if there was, he's hot. Mm-hmm. Keep playing him, and you can bet your ass. The wings mm-hmm. and the center centers are gonna look for him a lot more going forward. I mean, I I would hope so. Petke also made it sound like there were a few runs. And this is the part that worries me that I think we have, for better or worse, and I think mostly for worse, unfortunately, it's kind of like when you go to the gym and you start using a machine incorrectly. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you start building a muscle or like a pattern in a really weird way. Right. It, it, it's, that don't we make have no that sense. Because of our lack of a number nine. We've kind of... Yeah. We, we have instilled our... Our yeah, wings. are you ta- are you referring to the part of the comment where he states that he also made some mistimed runs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I honestly I didn't take it that way because I mean we know better. Everyone knows better. There, there was a there were not complicated runs. Right. It was guy A had the ball going mm-hmm. forward. Sam being guy B was taking was getting ready to make us run, mm-hmm. and the ball was played at too late. Right. It, it's I not agree. like it's not like there was a four person combination to get right, there. But then why did Petty say it? I think to protect the team, to kind of not say me and Sam against the team, hmm. but to kind of you know even the whole thing out. All right, that that's actually pretty fair and, and kind of mature. That, that's that's just that's just my my two cents on that thing. I like that. And, and I think you know he's got to he's got to play the long game. We're early in the season. We're only we're less than a third way through the season. Ten games in. Ten games in. Ten points. Right, not good. Not, not good. Yeah. Having said that, I'd rather have this slump now than at the end of the season. Sure. But if we continue this slump for much longer, there will not be an end of the season to worry about. Right. Anyways, Sam Johnson, I think, is going to keep going. All right. I, I, I'm predicting right now, right now, mm-hmm. what date is it? The 8th of May. 
Next three games, uh, next four games, Sam scores three goals. Okay. Take I'm, the over-under. I'm not taking anything, but... There you I'm go. Wrote it down. All right. What's next? Well, we I, mean, wrap I think it up. that kind of summarizes the Portland game. Yep. Just, you know, should we touch up on Denver real quick? We will, but before we do that, the last final thing. Do you have a man of the match for the game? Jeez. I think for me, it's got to be Sam. Just, well, just, Sam's the easy one because, you know, Yeah. the goal. But maybe sometimes the easy one's also the right one. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else I want to give it to. Yeah, I can think of no one, actually. I don't want to give it to anyone. How's that? That's Nobody. totally your option. I'm going to go with Sam for, if nothing else, giving us some entertainment and something to talk about. There you go. There's that. So, before we get into... You know, next or this weekend's game, I should say. Deadline day has come and gone. Yep. And for those of you don't, you know, don't follow super duper closely, the MLS like trans primary transfer window closed Mm -hmm. yesterday evening at midnight Eastern time or Central time or something. Tell us about all those trades RSL made to make us better. So, I I think looking back at it, probably, I mean, first things first. Every year, Plata's going somewhere. Plata's going to... He couldn't have gone to Mexico this time because their stuff was already closed. Um, But, like, you know, Plata is... Inevitably, somebody asks about Plata every year, like clockwork. Is Plata going? No, Plata's not going. Obviously, he's still here. Um, So, us not getting rid of any players, not really a giant surprise. And, like, looking back at it, us not acquiring any players, also not a huge surprise. Because I think Sam Johnson still being on that DP tag right. is that indicator. I genuinely believe, and also just to be clear, just because we didn't make a trade doesn't mean trades weren't discussed or talked about right. or rumors flown around. Um, I think Real Salt Lake is setting themselves up for a really big summer transfer window. I I think we are in a position where we can bring in a serious difference maker, assuming the stars align. Uh, we we have the ability to buy Sam down from his DP tag. I think realistically, we unload somebody on the wings. We just have too much talent there. Um, and, and I would be shocked if come summer transfer window time, RSL doesn't bring in a heavy hitter. And then we've seen what other teams can do with that. So, not a lot of activity this time around. I'm okay with it because in my mind it means bigger signing down the line. When, just to be clear, the rest of the world is also looking to unload players. It, it helps to be buying when others are selling. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the high-level statement at the end. I also think what you say makes sense. Well, it's, I try. To paraphrase, but, to paraphrase you everything uh, you say before but doesn't count but we're talking about Craig Weibel and RSL if it makes sense mm-hmm. it's actually most likely not going to happen uh, I first problem lately they've had more wins than losses second problem yes I don't know where I, where would I where 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 does this big hitter fit Oh, I I can think of multiple. Right, you would be if you. Let me ask you this: one 
position right now where do you upgrade that's that's a big hitter worth a dp tag a lot of money and it's going to completely change the game might not be a dp tag but i think if we improve if it's a dp tag we're not talking about a big hitter when when, when you say big hitter i'm thinking like a two million dollars a year player i i think rso with the team we have could make and this goes back to the, the last podcast a minimal investment at fullback and see stupid returns I think our fullbacks are serviceable right now. I, I think Toya and Herrera do an admirable, admirable job. I think plenty of talent there. I think if we had a bit more talent there, which comes with a price. Right. And in, in the modern game, the way Petke wants to play the game, yes. our fullbacks are a really big deal. A huge deal. I think if we had a little more talent, not even at both, at one of them, we could see a crazy different RSL. I agree. That's why I remember being super excited when, uh, what's his name, um, came in. The guy from Jamaica a couple of years ago. Damar Phillips. Damar Phillips. He had like a good first year and then it was garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but that's so, not a big hitter. Okay, so you, you and I might have a different definition of what sure, a big hitter is. Sure, if you're talking is. like a DP level player, right. I think uh, based off of what other teams are doing with some of their DP tags, a DP center back might not be a bad idea. And then realistically... We got a plan for the inevitable uh, DP uh, center uh, uh, defensive midfielder. But you're not gonna put you, you're not gonna get a DP player this summer. You might to to I mean a DP defensive midfielder. Why not? To them what? Bunch Kyle, or do you bench the DP guy you just paid a bunch of money for? How? But we are we just had a scenario right now where. Both Kyle and Everton were missing. Right, but and you can't... And we just said that the next level of talent is a drastic drop-off. I agree with that, but that doesn't mean you can have that... We're not Man City. We're not Barcelona, Real Madrid. We can't... Oh, Bayern. We can't be sitting starter-level talent for a long time. Right. I, I mean, I get that, but it's also very clear that we don't always have starter-level talent. Right. And at some point, you have to be, you know, you can only account for 90% of the games, right? If, it, But right if, now, if both you, Everton and Kyle are missing. Right. And they've been missing for, what was it, the last, like, two games now? Oh, well, Everton, Everton, the last, yeah. like, two or three. Right. Kyle, the last one. Right. It, it, it's, like, I think if the worst-case scenario is that we have a really talented dude sitting sometimes or rotating... That's a great problem to have. I'm okay with that problem. I would rather invest was, in a guy who's going to start on the on the left side in the right. back. Um, I think we're set on wingers. I honestly don't think we need a huge, big hitter signing. No, we we are still missing a difference maker. I think, I think it's very clear. This team, when healthy, obviously, because mm-hmm. remember this: just because right, you, but th- that doesn't exist. No, but listen, just when because, healthy doesn't exist. Just because you bring in some big hitter doesn't mean he's going to be healthy. I agree. Okay, so there you go. You, you're saying about building depth. You don't bring in big hitters to bring depth. No, no, no. You bring in the big hitter to to put the other guy down. Yeah, okay, down. all right. Yeah, so yeah. maybe now you're talking about the number nine again. Right back to number nine, oh, which costs a bunch of money. Yeah, that's a solid option. Yeah, I have no emotional connection to Sam. I like him. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best option we have. But if we get a better option, hell yeah, why not? Right. I think this team's problem is not a matter of a new signing. I think this team is good, again, when healthy. But that's a preface to all teams in the league. Right. Uh, Portland without Valerie. Right. Right? 
not the same team. LA without Zlatan, not the same team. Sure. Like that's just how, that's just how it goes. Us without Kyle Beckerman and Everton, not the same team. I get Obviously. that. But, I, so but, let, we should preface each team's depth chart with when healthy. Sure, but That's, there are some players you can assume are going to be healthier than others. Like that, that well, Carl Beckham is not very known for being injured for very long. Sure, but he also hasn't been this old ever before. Okay, well, so then sell him. That's not the point, though. The point here being that I think this team, when healthy, mm-hmm. is good enough as is. Especially as they keep gelling. Remember, we just started playing Toya on the left side, what, three games ago? Yeah. And Herrera on the right side at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. We really just barely started playing Sam Johnson. He's had like four games now. Right, barely. Yeah, we're only ten games in, and he was injured for most of that. Okay, right. That's what I mean. So this team is still gelling, still getting put together. I do agree that Toya is a significant improvement on the left side, mm-hmm. left back, over Herrera, and I do think Herrera is a significant improvement on the right defensive side over Lennon. I think that was a total hit move making that switch. But they're still pretty new in those positions. I do think they're not that, new to their natural. They're new to those positions with us. Those are their right. preferred positions. Right. That the, the new in those positions in the system is right. what I mean. Right. Having said that, even though Toya is the only one of those two guys who has scored a goal so far, mm-hmm. I think Toya can do some significant improvement on the op- on the offensive side. So if I was making one big huge change, it would be a, a really strong left footer. You you do you want okay? So I, I was doing a little googling while you were talking. While I was educating. You weren't educating. You were just saying nonsense. You want to see a DP tag at uh, left back that I think would change the way RSL plays and all of a sudden make us like a I think arguably a top three team. Tell me. You're very familiar with him. Tell me. Uh, Kolasinets. From Arsenal, left back. Okay. There it is. That's why, my, why not just pursue Messi? That's my DP. Why bag. not? Because I think it's somewhat. What's he getting these days? He he's like a top defender for a top team in the world. Let's do a quick salary check. He he actually uh, I did a bunch of reading on him. He he came to Arsenal for yeah. free. So his salary right now is two mil. Right, because he came for free. There was like no competition. So we and, and he took. We could conceivably pay that. It would just be the highest we've ever... But that, that is a scenario where we are using a DP tag, where we're using DP money to, to fix a position that we need that would s- drastically change the way this team plays. Why don't we start buying, like... we? Our sweet spot is second Spanish division. No, that's that's not our sweet spot. It has been That's where we got uh, Ortuño. That's where we got uh, Javi. Is it? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's where we got Saborio. All all I'm saying is you asked for an example of a big hitter. That's a big hitter. Well, well, why why stop there? Why why not go after Messi? Because Messi doesn't have a Suarez. Because none of those guys have a $2 million salary. Well, you think he's not going to have a... That's a very unique deal. That he got into there. First of all. Second of all. I'm saying much more realistic than Second of all, European players don't get... Paid that much as much as people think. Like a Messi makes like seven million bucks a year. They really don't get. I mean, all the big hitters that play. I mean, it's forty, but all right. Forty million euro. 
He does not make 40 million euros. No. Okay, maybe, maybe Messi. I just remember all the big deals that were happening and they, you know, they were turning out to be, and these are like starters for Arsenal and, and Manchester City and they all ended up being like six, seven million dollars a year. Dude, all I'm saying is that, now that would be an improvement at left back. Agree or disagree? Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree. DP tag, no. And we pay dudes two million dollars a year all the time. It's happened, here's the thing, it only needs to happen once and it happened with Rushnek. Yeah, who did we get him from? Um, exactly. From the Manchester City Academy at <laughs> no, one point. No, we, we got him from like the second Dutch division or something. No. And like a mid-level No, it was Dutch top. Team. It was top tier. It was okay, but like mid-level. It was top tier. Before we started... Groningen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we knew that. Come on, that's a that's a that's a heavy club. That's a big club. Yeah. Before we start talking about signing Arsenal starters, let's uh let's like look into starting. Maybe you know we should we should like go recruit in Denver next week. That should be a recruitment trip. So we were not very active in this yeah. deadline day, which is okay. A team that was very active all over the place as far as rosters goes. Our next opponent, the Crabbits. Yeah, uh, were they? Oh, dude, have you been... I forget that you've kind of been do, dealing with some, you know, family emergency stuff. Colorado um, has been... So, you know, they fired their coach, obviously. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. And honestly, long time coming. Um, they got rid of Benny Fellharder. Yeah, that lasted long. <laughs> remember, remember his post about driving through... Utah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a Salt Lake who, sign. Who wants to host me? Yeah, yeah. Um, who would have think that his stay in Denver was going to be as long as his stay in Salt Lake? It's, yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, in and out. Um, back to SKC, which props to SKC. I mean, RS, if anyone from the RSL front office, that's how you do it. That's how you bring back your legends. And then, because, I mean, let's be honest. Benny's best days are behind him. He's retiring the next year or two. He very much is going to do it at SKC. As much as I hate that organization, as much as I hate him as a player, that's how you do it. No, look, let me, from a selfish perspective, mm-hmm. he has, Benny Failharder has to be in SKC. I hate SKC less mm-hmm. without him on the team. Right. And I hate him slightly less. Without no, I still with, hate him. No, but slightly Fuck. less when he's not on the SKC team. No, I gotta disagree. It's like, it's I, like the devil belongs in hell. And right, and that's why him moving to Colorado just felt right. It's like you, eh, you, you do yeah. belong in that awful, awful burnt purple burgundy crap. Yeah, I'm gonna get into rivalries in just a second for like two minutes, but finish this. Yes. Anyway, so new coach. It's the the ball dude used to be a striker for them, basically a club club hero. Oh my god, uh, what's his name? Um, Casey Casey Casey, um, Casey Connor or something. Dude, I gotta I have to find a, a uh, I have to find a uh, meme I made. It was about all all the way back when. It was about four or five years ago at least. Connor Connor Casey yeah, Connor Casey. Mm-hmm. So he was he this was towards the end of his career obviously, and he was chubby man. He was pr- proper. Proper chubby, if I may. Had a little thickness. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so the picture I made, the meme I made was... You ever watch It's, it's uh, Always Sunny in Philly? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. There's that one guy, and he was um, 
he was really getting out of shape and, and there was this meme of him, of him just kind of sitting there with his shirt t-shirt like halfway down his belly and his belly hanging out he's saying something like I'm you cultivating know, mass uh-huh. what's that? I'm cultivating <laughs> mass, <laughs> cultivating mass. Yes. yes so I, I made a picture side by side of him and him <laughs> with I'm not fat I'm just cultivating mass I, I, I have to find it Absolutely. it was so long ago but I have to absolutely find it uh, on there anyway. so he's their uh, interim coach yeah um, they've had one game since you know him taking over against Vancouver 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 they lost it 3-2 um, but they did come back from I heard I heard they played deficit. well so and, and let's just get into their moves because that's what we were originally talking about yeah. they got rid of Benny uh, they gave up an international slot it looks like and a future draft pick for uh, center back Abdul Ratabouye. Um Oh, him. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, I think he's like a 20-year-old. I think the kid's probably going to be... It's kind of a building for the future yeah. move. Um, they acquired uh, from Columbus for a one-year loan, uh, Lalas Abu Bakar. Uh, he's also a center. Like uh, all of their problems have been defensive, so they went yeah. out and got a bunch of CBs. Yep. This one's a bit more of a regular MLS starter. Could potentially, like, you know, start games for them and, and kind of yep. shore up that yep. leaky defense. And then the last one was the U.S. Men's National Team, uh, Jonathan Lewis from NYCFC, striker. Okay. Um, I, and striker's kind of a misdemeanor. He mostly plays as a winger. A lot of the folks from their fan base from I can tell are like they don't really need him um, I think it was just one of those NYCFC was looking to get rid of him and it, it was maybe, it made him a good deal maybe too good of an offer to pass up all of this combined in my mind has led to what I very much consider the biggest trap game of the year right now yes um, we're going to Colorado the Rocky Mountain Cup is going to be a two-leg game uh, home and away Colorado, we got dudes playing for jobs. It's, I mean, they haven't won a game all year. If that isn't a trap game, I don't we know have a is. horrible record with teams who haven't done something ever before, right? Until they face us, and then all of a sudden, them doing that thing. I think I would love to see some kind of a stat on teams in the MLS against whom people have scored their first goal ever. Oh, we've got to be talking. We, we were absolutely up there. Or new teams that got their first win. Or first Players point. Players' first goals or something. in the MLS. For, or first hat tricks. Remember or, last year when it was like, uh, so-and-so scored against RSL. It was always someone, yes. Like, and, but now let me, let me, let me rebuttal mm-hmm. your trap game trap analogy. Right. right. A trap game is a game into which you go expecting to win. Right. The way we are playing, mm-hmm. we shouldn't expect to win against Olympus High School's JV team. Okay. Exaggerating slightly for comedic effect. But but we've won some games. Right. In in very good fashion. We are we are what what are we now? Eighth. Yeah, just under the playoff line. Sure, we should on paper beat those guys. Mm-hmm. We should have on paper beat Portland at home. Especially with a penalty early on. I agree. That doesn't mean a damn thing anymore. I really hope 
and I think Mike Petke is probably good at this, to, to talk any pride out of these guys on our side. Right. There's no pride. If our guys are not playing for jobs, we're going to lose the game. We're going to lose a lot of games. You are playing for your goddamn job. That 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 is the whole... That That's what you do. Okay. It does... I don't... It's not a, it's not a trap game. I don't believe in it. This, and I heard Mike Petke say it in this interview too. It, it trap game. It could be a, your classic trap game, which worries me. I do not expect us to win. Really? I, I think we will win, but I don't expect us to win. If we walk into that stadium against those dudes who, like you just said, are playing for their jobs. I don't think even playing for their jobs. I think this is very much a group that I think they're realistic about what they are and aren't. This is probably the most, other than maybe the U.S. Open Cup, this is probably their biggest game of the year. No. I think so. Every, I think every, look, it's new management. How many times have you had a new job? Yeah, I mean, a, a, new, much... a, a new boss. A couple of times. You, you, you try to impress early on. Yeah, of course. You can only make one first impression. And is first it... impressions can sometimes last a month. And they, he learns who's dependable, who's not dependable, who's going to fight, who's not going to fight, who's going to give up. This is, I don't, I refuse to call the trap game. If we lose this game, it's not because it's a trap game. We lose this game because we're not good enough. And if we, after the last couple of results, think we can walk into any stadium, Mm -hmm. including our own, and play any professional MLS team and expect to win, that's why we're not winning. All right. I mean... That's that's some pretty heavy, uh, you know, logic, I guess, coming out of you, if you want to call it that. Um, I think you're putting a lot of power into the title of Trap Game. I think it's very, I am. I, here's the thing. I think what, what Trap Game denotes to me in this specific setting is, is a mental expectation. Yes. I think... Agreed. I think on paper, which thank God this game isn't played on paper because... We would hate it otherwise. We love this game. We love the sport. On paper, RSL is the more talented side. Dudes, as you put it, new management, changes, guys playing for their jobs. You got a lot of desperate men all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Can Are capable of amazing things. Never underestimate the power of people who don't have options. Um, the most dangerous man in the field is a man with no options. I am genuine. I worry about... You know, with the state of the team and the post-game interviews and all that good stuff, and given all of the changes that, you know, Colorado has made in the last week, I'd be lying if I said I was not worried about this game a lot. That's what I mean by trap game. It's one of those things where I think on paper we should walk away with all three points, no problem. But... If, again, right right back to if uh, this squad as is right now believes they can walk into any stadium play anybody and expect to win right okay new new england at home you don't expect to win you honestly are going to look me in the eyes and say new england's coming to our house rio tinto at elevation they're on the road halfway across the country they suck their coach is literally threatening violence from the fans onto the players after games like he's actually said that i you were going to look me in the face and say you wouldn't expect to beat a side like that I would expect our team to beat that team. Okay, okay. So you agree that there are instances where you think RSL should walk in and it's normal to expect to win. As a fan. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... Yeah. At the end of the day, you and I are just two dudes right. who are way too passionate. But what I'm really, game. really, really hoping uh-huh. and am discouraged to hear it might not be the case is that that mentality is not present in the locker room. Right, he called it a trap game, but pointing out that they can't fall, like he was using it as a thing not to do. I get that. So maybe, okay, he wasn't ma- saying, ma- maybe, he wasn't saying it's maybe, a trap game, we're going to get trapped. He was saying it's a trap game, we need to be wary of that. get trapped, I get that. Right, but no one it, uses it as like a positive. I, I think the line from him to this team should be, you are not very good right now. He can't say that to his team. You, That's literally what got uh, Anthony he, Hudson he said fired. It, he said it to the media. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was a bottom group and, and, of players. And, and by the way, I thought it was a stupid move by Colorado. To fire Because he him? was right. He was absolutely right. No, they had no option but to fire him. Yeah. Oh, to be clear, I think he said something like eight wins in the last two years. Right, so, so that's a whole different thing. <clears throat> I don't think, okay, Mike Pecky should probably improvise here. All right. But the message should be, you're not good enough. To expect victory against anybody. All right. I'm going to bring in Dunny's under 12s. Mm-hmm. I think he coaches like his son's under 12s or something. Mm-hmm. And they have a good shot against you. A good shot. You'll beat them, but probably by not a high enough margin. Not to, at you the are margin. not good for or, or, team self-esteem. No, this is totally it. Because those guys need to walk out. They need to expect nothing mm-hmm. from nobody. You know who does that? Who's been doing that for the past like 15 years? It's called freaking Beckerman. That's why I was missing in that last game. Kyle doesn't walk out expecting to beat anybody. He knows he's going to beat everybody because he's going to be the most prepared guy on that field because he doesn't underappreciate anybody. There's no trap game for Kyle Beckerman. Kyle Beckerman is the trap. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this is just a lack of understanding of what the word trap game means no it's I it's, get, it's I an ego thing it's a total it's ego, an ego thing, thing. It's, it's a total it's... ego thing if if i am the team about who someone else says i'm the trap game you're their trap game what what, what, what does that make you think okay here's an example well, well, hold on hold on, hold on. what's that make you think that they're underestimating us here's here's Thank i you. genuinely think that a lot of fc cincinnati fans thought you know here's a better example Orlando. I think Orlando thought we were a trap game. I think if you went and asked an Orlando fan, hey, what do you think of RSL? They would not think very highly of us. They've beat us every time they've played us. We've never even tied them. We're a small they, market team and we're not the big sexy. Nani's putting them away. Dom Dwyer's yeah, putting yeah, them away. They're, yeah. they're way more talented. There's no way they're not beating Well, they us. didn't start either sure, of those sure, guys. Not, so... As a fan, you're not aware of that. You're sitting there. I think a lot of Orlando people would have said that we were their trap game. Yeah. Obvious, like, this isn't an English dictionary podcast, so let's not get into the semantics of I'm telling you what it actually means in the psyche of a player. No, it's I just, not I just, saying I, it. I, I, Petkey didn't oh, bring no, it I'm up. Not, I'm not talking about what Petkey saying. I'm saying just, just the idea. Mm-hmm. The, the, you're, you're saying that they are not in a state where they should consider anyone, anyone. a trap. No right. one should be a trap game for these guys. It, it's you. Okay. The moment. Don't advertise the, that to the team. The moment an RSL. Oh, excuse me. The moment any Utah team mm-hmm. no longer has the underdog small market chip on their shoulder. Right. We suck. That's fair. That's actually a very apt analogy. 
So the only way mm-hmm. we will ever be successful is if we not only accept but appreciate and, and ride the wave of of the underdog is when we will be successful again. Whether we like it or not, we we have to be the Cinderella story. The only way we will ever be successful is to be a Cinderella story. A Cinderella story never walks into a stadium and thinks that the other team is vastly, you know, inferior to them and they're going to walk out of there with a win. That's how you lose. We're a blue-collar city. We're a blue-collar state. We're a Mm -hmm. blue-collar team. We only win in blue-collar ways. That's how it's always been. That's how it will probably always have to be. Even in our heydays of the Javis and the Saborios and the Andy Williamses. Yeah, we were the island of misfit toys. But we also had guys like Ned Borchard. And we had guys like Hal Beckerman, whom we still have, who were just bangers, blue-collar bangers, right, to, to balance out those things. So in this day and age, sure, we can have pretty players like Savarino uh-huh. or like an Albert Rushnak. And maybe even Sam Johnson turns into a pretty thing that we can, you know. But then we have bangers and blue-collar guys, again, still like Carl Beckerman. But when he's not there, we have Everton, right? We have blue, like, I think Corey Baird is a blue-collar dude. That's the only way we'll win. And a blue-collar team never considers someone a trap game. It's a mental thing. It should just be a thing. Because when you th- when you think you're playing an inferior opposition, you're going to try less. Uh, okay, Arsenal Nation, trap game. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot left to talk about. Well, after that, that that's like that's like I, a dunk I, in your face. It's, it's not a dunk in my face. It's, it's like when, a bicycle I, I, I goal think, uh, in the upper 90s. I think you made some solid points. I think you might be on to something. I think you're right about the mental state the team needs to be in. I still obviously very much worry about what... Yeah, you what, 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 you, what, what, what's your score prediction? 2-0, good guys. 3-0 for me. All right. Because I don't think they're going to consider it a trap game. Because guess what? Someone's going to listen to this podcast and send it to them at least the last 10 minutes. Let's hope so. Let's hope yeah, so. We should do that. We should do, like a, we should do a special podcast on like, I don't know, like the day before game day. Mm. 10 minutes. Yeah, because all we have is free time these days. And we... <laughs> and we <laughs> yeah. By the way, our solution, <laughs> we're sorry that this is a day late. Uh, we literally had a family emergency. Yeah. It, you know, but, we try to minimize it, but yes. Yada, yada, yada. And we should label this... We, we have a post-match quickie. Right? Uh-huh. We have that Tuesday podcast, which okay. is this one, way. One for the team? No, like just at RSL. I like that. Just, That's actually not just, a bad idea. Just at RSL. Yeah. And leave it there. Like, we're going to tweet it to every player we know has a Twitter account. We're going to get blocked literally two weeks into doing this. Okay. <laughs> so I think we got to be selective. Like, I think it can't be like a, any... I think we got to pick some big big games. It needs to be like a 10-minute thing. You know what we should do? We, we, we shouldn't um, ideate on air. That's no, no, we, we totally sh- should. We Our salvation, if, if, if you're listening. They're listening. Yeah, they wanted me to hour tell and 45 you They're but, listening. Um, we should collect messages on the page. That's actually a good idea. Right? We should collect messages. Uh, 
Okay, yes, the mic can pick all that up. Please stop yeah. banging the table. Oh, that, that's what happens when I have a brilliant idea. That's actually a good idea. We will, RSL Nation, give give some messages to the boys. Well, we're going to post something. And, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do a thing. And maybe, maybe this week we don't do, like, a thing. So a little short. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. We'll get well, next well, week. Maybe we just do, like, a written one this year. I mean, this week. Right. I don't know. We ideate offline. Pulls us out, bro. I think, all in all, uh, a strange week in RSL land. I'm excited for the future. Uh, RSL Nation, we hope you enjoyed listening to the Scarf Life podcast. As always, it's your boys, the Dell and the Baker. We love you. You love us. Let's keep it at doing what we do. Adios.